Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. sexy podcasts we uh recommend you listen to this while you go to sleep at night or in the process of making love because your experience will be 50 million times more enjoyable mostly because it's not a made-up number either exactly it's a real number there i'm your host steven vargas and with me via skype is my cohort compadre and uh bail bondsman adam a motherfucking riley yeah, buddy. Yeah. So, jumping into this motherfucker. Matt, uh, Adam has been fucking skeeting all over Facebook this week about yes. building his fucking computer. Yes. So, skeet my cat- all over this podcast. Over Juicy. So, <laughs> I um, finally got my tax return. Which is cool. In and, November, uh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck this. I'm I'm building my computer. So I had a $400 budget. Um, I already had a power supply. What else did I already have? A power supply and a 500 gigabyte 7200 RPM drive. I had those two things. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I bought a – I got AMD – uh, quad core 4300 turns at 3.8 gigahertz per core can be overclocked to 4.8 safely hmm. or five if I feel daring. Um, <laughs> I got the uh, Corsair H55 water cooler for the CPU, which is just sexy. Little radiator and everything it looks it looks beautiful. Uh, I got eight gigs of DDR3 G skill gaming grade RAM running at 1830 or 1822 or 1833 speed. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> the I bought a 60 gigabyte SSD because I got it for like stupid cheap, um, and I that's what I run my OS off of, and an Asus motherboard, which slight oversight on my part, Asus motherboard 
has no Windows 8 drivers. So I'm running Windows 7 now, and probably at the beginning of next year, I'll buy another board and put this board in my other computer for the kids. That's fine. But the SSD, though, dude, like, it's stupid quick. It, like, boots in, I don't know, seven seconds, roughly. And then what's cool about SSD is it's booted, so i got to put my password in. As soon as I press enter, everything is ready. There's no waiting for things to turn on, and it hangs if you go too fast. It's just, like, ready to go. Sexy. What I thought was funny was that, you know, you, you order the shit through Newegg, right? Um, yeah, I got like, I got the SSD and the uh, water cooler. At solid state drive for those of you that don't know what the fuck he's oh, talking yeah, about. Oh yeah, solid state SSD. drive, sorry. <laughs> um, and I got those two things at Best Buy, but I got uh, the rest of it at Newegg. Yeah. Yeah, but he, <laughs> Adam, <laughs> I, I was laughing because uh, one day during the week he goes, "Yeah, I got my fucking computer case first before yeah. the other." So shit. I order, I order all this shit. And they, they send me the computer case a day before everything else. Almost like saying, hey, fuck you. <laughs> this is what it's going to sort of look like. And I'm not ashamed to say that I opened it and just pressed the power button over and over again. <laughs> like, uh. But uh, the build went pretty smoothly. Uh, there, was one, there was one part where I thought I broke the motherboard, but I was just being weird. And then, uh, you know, it took a while just because I took my time. It's been... I, I know how to build computers, but it's been a while. Like, right. SSDs and water coolers are new to me. Like, I've never really messed with them. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, but this, the water cooler's cool because it's um, it's self-contained. Like, you don't have to put liquid in it and shit. It's all already in there. You know, and it's like my yeah. CPU's in a fridge. <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've heard some people that have, like, gone with the the cooling unit versus the fans. And it's just so much quieter too. Yeah. You know, yeah, because you don't hear that fan kicking on every. Yeah, you know. and it's more efficient because you know the fan can get clogged with dust and and stuff like that. So that's one less thing I gotta fucking blow out. <laughs> and then um, it's just it's great. I mean, everything's working great. I can run any game I want. But the question is, have you actually run any game? The only game I've run, and it's not. I mean, it's a graphic graphic game but it's it's not a sloppily made game so it runs pretty well was arkham city um because mm. i got that and i think that humble bundle still going on by the way it was like i spent five bucks and i got arkham city arkham asylum both game of the year editions uh scribble knots unlimited uh fear two and three i think it's the warner brothers bundle so i got oh, some yeah. nice but um yeah so arkham city ran the highest quality at 19, 1980 by 1020, full HD, well, as HD as Arkham City is, and um, ran smooth as shit. And my previous computer would run on, because I'm using the same graphics card, which needs to be upgraded. Um, it's, a AM, it's a Radeon 5870 or 5780, one of the two. Um, and it would run fine on my older computer, which was a dual-core, a Core 2 Duo, running at, like, 3 gigahertz. Um, but if too much was going on, it started to get really choppy. Like, it mm-hmm. just couldn't keep up with the physics. Now, fuck that. I'm kicking <laughs> everybody's ass. And I had to start over because I forgot to back up my damn save file. Um, <laughs> so in the part in the beginning when Harvey Quinn's running at you, 
Oh right. And you can you can grab her and throw her. Yeah. But when I when I first played it, I tried, and it kind of glitched for a second. Like it couldn't keep up with Harley skipping at me. Oh. Uh-huh. And she got that fucking hit out. I'm like, oh this bitch. You know, <laughs> she can get that hit out this time oh, on that quad core FX baby. <laughs> Fucking threw that bitch to the ground. <laughs> so yeah, yeah but I, um, I remember playing that on the console, and she came at me, and I just went pop, and she's like, "Huh?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. it's it's great. I mean, it's it's got me to the point where I'm, I'm pretty much strictly a PC gamer. I haven't touched a console in so long. Like I'm just, it's easier for me because I have the computer to just get games. Because if you're a PC gamer and you you have you've You've invested the money into the computer. It's cheaper to buy games because there's way more deals on yeah. like digital distribution, like Steam and stuff like that. I mean, I just got fucking. How much is the God of Year, the Game of the Year edition for for Arkham City right now? It's like twenty bucks for the PS3, the Xbox 360. Yeah. I spent five bucks and I got that and like six other games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it, it, it's pretty legit. I have yeah. over. I have like now I have like sixty eight computer games. Nice. All installed. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Oh, I uh, I finally saw Thor The Dark World this week. Um, yeah. w- went on Thursday night, got an 8 o'clock show. Uh, went to the new AMC at Fallbrook. Um, they opened up a small AMC right there. Fucking shit is legit, dude. Recliner seats. They're... Uh, yeah, they're buckets. So, like, you know, if you uh, you're with someone, you actually have uh, the two seats together. But in the middle of the two seats, the 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 armrest pops up. So, you know, like if your lady wants to hang on you or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you can do that. But it's electric um, recliners. Press the little button on the side, and it's like it literally lays you flat where you can still see the screen. Um, it's so fucking sweet. Uh, it's like ArcLight where you can actually um, select your seating so you don't have to rush to get there like three hours early just to get a good seat. Um, and uh, and uh, <laughs> this is this is where it's like first world problems. Um, <laughs> the cup holders, like the cup sits in it. Like, you know, I don't know, like some of the theaters where it's like kind of weird where it kind of leans to one side. Yeah, no, these these sit in it. It's it's fucking sweet. The foot, you can actually literally extend your um, the feet all the way out and still have room to walk across the front. You know, to get by. Mm. There's not a lot of seats in there, but it's it's. I'm like, oh man, and it's eleven bucks. It's the same price as it is to go to the promenade, and I'm like, dude, I'm fucking here now. I am coming to this one. All the started time. from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> But it was cool, too, because, like, when I went to see Thor, you know, like, at the promenade would have, like, a bunch of, like, the little kids and stuff like that. Not this one, dude. Yeah, so legit. Yeah, so I saw that. But uh movie was good. I liked it a lot. Um, had, it really actually was a little heavy in the beginning because it was a lot of story content to get it going. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was it was really cool. They had the, pretty much the whole cast back with the exception of Coulson. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was actually really, really cool to see, um, uh, everybody get, there's an awesome cameo, by the way, in the middle of the movie. Um, and, uh, I, and you guys know that if you've seen the trailers, you see where, you know, Thor recruits Loki 
um, for this mission. And I'm not going to give away why they have to do this mission, but you, you re- understand why Thor and Loki are doing this one. But you see them, and Loki's being just like a dick. Like, you know, he's like trying to talk to Thor, and Thor's being kind of an ass. He's like, oh, well, perhaps, you know, maybe you like seeing like this, you know, and then he changes to, um, he changes his appearance, and then he switches um, Thor's appearance to look like Lady Sif, and then he goes, <laughs> oh, he's like, you know, oh, perhaps you like, look, um, perhaps you want to talk to one of your newest friends, and then switches, and of course, I'm not going to give away who it is, but it was ridiculous, like, that moment, is like, it was so quick when it happened, like, I didn't actually hear any of the conversation that actually happened in that, like, probably 30-second spot because everybody was cheering so loud for it um, when it happened. So it was stuff like that was cool. There's two full um, – there's two uh, – one mid-credit scene and an ending and then the end credit scene, um, like usual. I, fucking Marvel has spoiled us for those things. Like, if you go to a movie and there's nothing at the end of the credits, you can hear people go like, oh, lame, you know? Yeah. You know, I heard that at, like, Man of Steel, and then I heard that at Star Trek and, and things like that, because, like, Marvel does it, and then they even did it with the end of the Wolverine. Um, there was this the, this scene in there between um, Xavier and Magneto and um, Wolverine at the end of that one. Uh, but... But yeah, I, I really liked it. The end, it was still fun. It still had a lot of good stuff going on in it. Um, I, I just, uh, I really recommended people watching it. I liked it. A, I have to say that it was a little plot heavy in the beginning, but once it got going, it it, it was fast. Like it, it really pushed. And Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Um, yes, the greatest casting choice of all time. I know, right? I mean, I still remember the first one. They're like, yeah, Anthony Hopkins is owed. And I'm like, done and done. That's it. You, yeah. <laughs> you, you just got it right there. Right. Um, I don't know why this was even a question. Really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but Thor seems to be doing good. A lot of people were talking about how, oh, well, you know, it only made – it made less in its early showings than it did previously. But according to – we're recording this on Sunday night, and so they already have the preliminary reports, but it looks like it's going to make $86 million over the weekend. Um, That's which, not too shabby. No, when its predecessor made $65 million, So not bad, but it did like over $100 million, like the first week overseas. So the movie's already made $327 bucks. So, yeah, I, I, I can say this one's pretty much a solid hit. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend seeing it. You guys will see a review today, Monday. You know, you guys will, you'll see a review, my review on it. Um, but yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely watch for that cameo. It was really cool. I just looked up what the cameo was. Oh, yeah, you saw that? I got impatient. So, <laughs> I looked it up. But it, it's really, really cool. I, I was actually kind of surprised with it. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Well, it's cool because they, they're bl- they're they're just further enforcing the blending of the universe, like yeah. just that it's all one thing going on. Well, it's like the cameo at the end of uh, of Iron Man three. Yeah, you know where it was just awesome. Where it was a surprise too, because it was that like, you know, you're like going, oh shit, you know, and uh, it was a lot of fun to see that. So I think, and it really does get fans going because you know you see that and you're just like oh that's awesome you know that they're blending into movies even just for a small scene you know 
So tell me what it's like to pay all them bills. Yeah, so I told you I got that tax return. Um, the, before I purchased a computer, <laughs> um, I I just paid. I was behind on a few bills. You know how it is. You know. Yeah. Uh, paid yeah. everything off. Currently owe nothing. Nice. Nothing. So that's legit. Um, also, it's paid up. <laughs> <laughs> also, my uh, my student loans have been officially paid off. Nice. That's why it took so long for my tax return, by the way, because it, they've been taking my tax return for the past three years, and now they took it, but I paid it off and had left over, mm-hmm. which means in February of next year, I'm getting that fat check. <laughs> I'm making it rain on bitches. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got that tax return money? English Cheesecake Factory! You know, stupid <laughs> stuff like that. So and then that's when and that's when you go see how my bank works is uh <laughs> yeah, my bank works I got a checking and a saving and all the money's in the savings account and I can't tra- <laughs> <laughs> it just take like three days for it to transfer over into the uh, into the checking side so I won't be able to do it <laughs> which is bullshit <laughs> uh, that's cool though uh, and and I know you've been struggling with that for a while yeah so that's uh you know I mean. It's a struggle, but it's that normal struggle. I mean, it's just living. You know what it, I mean? It's, it's cool to get – because I, I had kind of the same thing where I finally just got out of, you know, uh, some, you know, old, like, financial shit that, you you know, you're kind of dealing with. And it's it's such a relief when you finally get rid of that, you know? Yeah. Just clean it up. Clean it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week – so <laughs> it's funny how this one worked. Um, if you've if you've ever purchased anything from Amazon, not necessarily always the cheapest thing in the world because most times they'll fuck you with shipping. So um, John and I got a, a new Vizio TV. Well, the problem with the Vizio is that it doesn't have the traditional, you know, AV cable ports. It only it has HDMI component and um, USB connectors. So, you know, we have the original Wii, but we don't have the component connection for it. So I was like, well, fuck it. So I went on Amazon, found it. It was like five bucks for that cable. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. Shipping, five bucks. Nice. I was like, seriously? Ten bucks for a five-buck item? I'm like, I'll wait, you know, and then think of something else. So um, then I forgot that – DC Comics had released a uh, documentary, um, which was to kind of follow the whole, you know, uh, Forever Evil, but it was Necessary Evil, Supervillains of DC Comics. And, um, of course, I got on Blu-ray because that's how a baller works. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what it is is a full-on documentary. talks with everybody from Geoff Johns to Scott Snyder to even past editors and writers and artists for um, DC and goes into the psyche of the villains and how the villains, you know, are why they why they're actually more important to the story than the actual heroes. Uh, that voice too, Christopher Lee, is the narrator, so it's already spooky as shit. Um, but it's actually really, really cool. I mean, uh, you know, they're talking the Catwoman, the Joker, um, Lex Luthor, Bane, Doomsday. Uh, and it, they don't also just cover comics, but they cover games and 
TV and the movies. So, like, they talked to Zack Snyder, Guillermo del Toro, um, Richard Donner, who directed the original Batman movie. Um, so they talked to a lot of different people in this film, in this um, documentary. I actually thought it was really, really cool. I'll probably be reviewing the DVD later in the week. Um, but if you if you really like stuff like that, check it out. Um, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't have a whole lot in the way of like bonus features, but it does have a shitload of DC um, trailers before it. Of course. Of course, you know, Man of Steel, the Blu-ray release, which is coming out this week, which I'm going to get. But, uh, so, yeah, so I got the DVD. It was 20 bucks on Amazon on Blu-ray, plus the cable. Then I paid the 5 bucks shipping, which I was happy for. And uh, See, if I know that there's not that much special features, I just want to buy it digital. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I thought about that too, but, then I, but the thing is, is that for buying it digitally and buying it physically it's the same price yeah it's so true. well who me. even sells it digital though uh, actually yeah amazon wasn't even selling it digital and yeah. i couldn't even find this one in some of the stores like i went to like best buy and target and and um oh stuff yeah. like that you won't find in stores not until yeah. a couple months after it's come out yeah and i was like oh well, fuck it i'll get just get it on amazon but yeah so that's why it doesn't have bonus features because it is a bonus feature <laughs> it's a bonus to your life that's why it's there. Being that it's DC, it most likely would be on Netflix eventually. Yeah, eventually. But if you're a true DC fan, like picking this up for 20 bucks is not really that big of a deal. No, I've picked up less for a lot more, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think we all have at this point. Haven't we? Yeah. All right. Well, you think it's time to jump at some news? I guess. All right. Well, we're going into movie news this week. One of the funniest things I see companies do is when they try a quote-unquote new way to deliver content just in the hopes that it doesn't seem like they're copying other companies' approach. Uh, We have seen this happen with Warner Brothers in terms of bringing less uh, Justice League film to the screen, and we're seeing it now with Amazon and their first original content. The first two original shows to come out of Amazon are expected to drop on their streaming service later this month, Alpha House, is slated for a November 15th release with betas coming out later a week later on November 22nd. Now, if you're expecting to be able to burn through an entire series in a weekend, you will be sorely mistaken. Amazon is expecting to release three episodes of both shows immediately, but will drop one new episode each week via Prime Instant Video. Yes, that means you still have to wait a week between episodes. The company believes that the initial bundle of the three episodes will help customers, quote, try out a new show and get to know the characters, according to The Verge. My view is skewed as offering reflection time between episodes to allow viewers to tune out before the Mm -hmm. the end of the series. No, it doesn't seem to be a firm plan. Quote, we're constantly experimenting, experimenting with new things, and we're eager to hear customers' feedback, Roy Price, uh, director of Amazon Studios, said. More likely, they'll probably won't do well with the with this get-it-now culture companies like Amazon and, and, and um, Netflix created, but I wouldn't be surprised if it changes later on with further shows. Um, I, I, I told Adam this in the beginning. It's just simply a way for them to do something different. Just because they can't, they sh- they they want to do something different. Yeah. Because nobody wants to copy like Netflix, and you know that they've been trying to distance themselves from Netflix 
um, by offering different stuff. So you, it makes it it doesn't make sense, but it's it's just you can see them doing it. Yeah, you can see them doing it. It doesn't didn't surprise me when I saw that. I just was kind of like, ah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this story is funny because uh, I didn't even realize they were still around. Like it's something that you forget. You know, like what? Mm-hmm. Um, most may not even realize that there are still blockbuster rental stores in the United States, but in select areas there are. Uh, parent company Dish Network continued to operate 300 brick-and-mortar stores while expanding Blockbuster's digital as well as by mail services. <laughs> services. It's been announced today that those stores, as well as the by mail service, will be closed down by early January 2014. By mail? Yeah, they had like a Netflix type thing. Oh, okay. I thought you meant by mail. Well, I don't know what they're into. I just. <laughs> well, how would you like me to um, post office no, no, distribution? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's on your mind. <laughs> Sorry, right. I hate those damn pop-ups. <laughs> right. Um, this is not. This is not an easy decision. Yet consumer demand is clearly moving to digital distribution of video entertainment. Dish CEO Joseph P. Clayton said, "Really? Did he say it five years ago?" Um, <laughs> in the post, in the past, Blockbuster was the go-to place when you wanted to rent movies or video games. Yeah, Ten years ago, right? With very little competition for the company to worry about. With the rise of Netflix as well as digital distributions of not only movies but games as well. Blockbuster saw a significant slump in business. Dish Network purchased the company a few years back, but showed very little interest in the physical stores and more interest in their digital offerings. They do have a pretty big um, digital library. Well, yeah. yeah it's no. like the second largest. It's not right. as big as um, Netflix. but um, Dish will continue to run Blockbuster at home, which is their digital um, to its subscribers, which offer digital direct digital movies to Dish Network satellite boxes. Dish will retain licensing to the Blockbuster brand as well as the company's, quote, significant video library. I would say it's sad to see such a staple company of my childhood get the axe, but Blockbuster hasn't really been relevant for a while now. While it's nice to see the name will remain in other forms, the day of renting physical games and movies is over, as it has been for some time now. Yeah, like, who... <laughs> Who does that now? You know, because like someone told me that it's like, well, it's because everyone got lazy. I'm like, no, it's not lazy. Like, and I took games. I buy most of my PC games from Steam. Right. That's just how I like to do it. So the thing about it is, is that it's not just because oh, I don't have to get up and go get it. That really is nothing. I mean, I work at a place I can buy video games at. It's whatever. It's it's because. The disc doesn't get scratched, or I don't lose the product key, or I don't, like that's simple shit. Everything's yeah. just right there. You know, it's just yeah. easy. Well, and cheaper too. Yeah. Well, for me, looking at it, there's there's a lot of different reasons why. And of course, you can simply fall on that ignorant response of, "Well, people got lazy." Well, yeah, and you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> both of which are right. <laughs> but what what has happened is the fact that when people had the ability, and I know for me one of the reasons why I went to Netflix versus uh, Blockbuster is no late fees. Yeah, straight you, up. You could take a disc and you can have it for a fucking week. However, didn't fuck around too. If you forgot a disc, like oh you owe like sixty eight. But what? Well, yeah. Hell no, I don't. Exactly. So you had you had that instance. You had 
um, being able to to keep a movie as long as you want, send it back because you were paying a monthly subscription fee. So if you were paying twelve bucks, or I don't even remember how much it was, it was like ten bucks a month. Um, you pay ten bucks a month, you kept the disc for a month. You pay ten bucks for that one disc. You know, you might as well bought it. Exactly, but that was the the illusion was oh, I get to keep and not pay a late fee. But in the terms of games. They never had the best games available. They had like three copies, and they were always out before the game even came out and was on the shelf. It was already gone. And But the problem with that, too, is that GameStop really kind of changed the game on that because now you could buy a game and then sell it back yeah. and use it for and, – and, you know, and, and play for – and then get credit and play it towards something else. So there's a lot the, – the, it, it, they can sit there and say like you know Netflix – Netflix changed the game, and so did GameStop. So did the so did Redbox, dude. Redbox did too, because now you can just go when you need it. You just have to have it back. I mean, it does the same thing. You know, it's it's the same thing as what um, Blockbuster is, but you know, it, it's just it's convenient. It's one of those things where like, oh hey, let's go get a Redbox movie. We're here. Let's get one. You don't, you know, they're outside of well, like almost every Seven Eleven. You know, or yeah. every you know every place that there's a lot of people or in front of a supermarket, and like, hey, let's get a Redbox movie, and we'll come back and bring it back. That's cool, but you know, it, it, to me, it was just it was there had to be that next step up. And I mean, look at Hollywood Video. Remember them? Yeah. You know, yeah, it was the same thing, and they actually like the like, Game Crazy. Game Crazy. Oh was yeah. Shit, dude. Game Crazy. Yeah, I remember Game Crazy. Shit. But yeah, you know, and and that's what happened. Then you had GameFly, and you know, and, and which is from, still going pretty strong, and they have yeah. a pretty large digital offering now too. Yeah, and I mean, when I first, because I was trying to rent games from Blockbuster, but I, you know, you go on a Friday, Saturday night, all the good games were out, and you were stuck with you know, uh, Dance Party Three, you know, on a, yeah. you know, but I would end up, but once GameFly came out, and I realized like. What Netflix for video games? You know, it was like sweet. I started getting in on that, and then I just start doing GameStop, buy a game, sell it back, get credit for something else. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I love when people always say it's just people got lazy. Like, like, shut the fuck up. That doesn't yeah. even make any sense. Exactly. You know what? No, you're lazy. <laughs> I didn't have to climb a mountain to buy Diablo two. Right, exactly. I just had to, I just had to go to Walmart. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> uh, uh, but then you know, it's also you know, all the games are regulated in price now. So you know, they're you know, they're all sixty bucks. So they were all fifty bucks. And, you know, it's just kind of like whatever. People got used to the prices and decided to buy them, play them once, and then sell them. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. All right, moving on into video game news. You, re- you may remember sometime last year we brought you the hilarious story of Nintendo releasing a redesigned version of the Wii called the Wii Mini. Originally, when we brought you the story about a year ago, it was only released to our neighbors to the north and across the pond. Uh, unfortunately, it seems that it isn't the case anymore. In the middle of this month, the Wii Mini will be released in the United States. The console will be offered for 99 bucks and bundled with a free copy of Mario Kart Wii. Uh, quote, 
We Mini offers the same fun, exp- uh, the same fun experience as Wii, which is enjoyed by millions of people around the world," said Nintendo of America Executive Vice President of Sales and Marketing Scott Moffitt in a statement. And it it comes packaged with Mario Kart Wii, a, a multiplayer Mario racing game that is one of the best-selling Wii games. I love the fact that they had to explain it. It's like, wait a minute. What's Mario Kart? I Give me a fucking break, dude. <laughs> yeah, that thing's been around since the N64. Shut it's the only up. it's only one of the most revolutionary games. You know, it's like they're it's almost they're like, oh, you might not have heard of one of our greatest achievements. Yeah, exactly. Like, Give me a break, dude. <laughs> uh, at such a great price in an extraordinary value for shoppers this holiday season. The Wii Mini was released in Canada on se- December seventh, twenty twelve, and and between its launch date and the end of January of this year, the console sold some 30, 35,700 units. The flat resting system features a manual release top loading disc tray, comes with a matte black and a red border, and is also packaged disc with. Disc tray? Who does that anymore? I know, right? Uh, and uh, packaged with a Wii sensor bar and red motion controller. Uh, motion plus controller and nunchuck the console has no internet connectivity options or gamecube support but is compatible with 1200 disc based wii games and supports most wii accessories so in essence it actually doesn't include one of the biggest reasons i purchased the original wii the ability to download older nes games and play them on the system to me it's a pass i I don't know. This is this to me the Wii Mini is this, this their console version of the 2DS. Yeah, it's it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually gonna look up how much a used Wii is. <laughs> I mean, this, if there's one thing the Wii has, it's durable as a motherfucker. That thing does not break. Yeah, the last the last uh, what was it? Top loading system I I ever had was an old fucking CD player. You know, one of those component, those little shelf discs, th- those little shelf yeah. stereos. <laughs> Just FYI, if you want to buy a black, regular uh, Nintendo Wii, GameStop Premium Refurbished, which means they cleaned it and turned it on, um, <laughs> comes with one controller. That's sixty nine ninety nine. Just do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that it has no internet capability, it's yeah. like, why? Why? I, I don't know. That reminds me. On a side note, I'm buying my my sister. My sister's 11. My sister, um, she got a Wii, um, but she only played it for like a month because then she got an Xbox 360 mm. for Christmas. So um, for a couple Christmases ago, so she just put it back in the box, put it in the closet. You know, like I didn't. She didn't want to play it anymore. Um, and it's the that collector's the red one, the Mario one. Oh right, right, right. Buying that for fifty bucks. Give that to the kids, dude. Yeah. So I'm not gonna play it. I hate that motion shit. (laughs) These kids today, you know. Yeah, I know, right? Fucking who gets up and does shit? (laughs) Well, you know my handshake too. So when I try to play like any game that requires precision and I have to like steady my hand, it doesn't work. (laughs) I just look like an idiot. Um. And I need no help with that. So, many have been waiting for the day that Blizzard turns their MMO creation over to the free-to-play market, feeling it's inevitable. 
um, Blizzard Entertainment spoke at BlizzCon yesterday, this was like two days ago, um, about that very topic and let everyone know that they have no plans to move World of Warcraft into the free-to-play market. Senior what a game shocker. Pro- <laughs> I know. Senior game producer Jason Hutchins explains why it wouldn't be a good choice for the company to switch. We're very happy with the business model we have now. It's very successful. We've got a stable player base that we're excited about, Hutchins says. World of Warcraft is not built to be free-to-play, and I think for free-to-play games to be good, they need to be built that way from the ground up, and we're not there. So... World of Warcraft has been the top MMO on the market for some time now, with 7.6 million current subscribers. They're not only in first place, but a distant first place, with some of their largest competitors very far away from meeting their numbers. New new competition is on the horizon, however, with The Elder Scrolls Online and EverQuest Next due out next year. These two games these two games benefit from being backed by a large fan base already, and only time will tell how many WoW players will make the switch. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, WoW's lost, like, a couple million people. I'm like, yeah, but there's still 7.6 million people <laughs> playing. Like, until they get into the thousands, like, where most other people are at, it's it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you can have a successful MMO and not even break a million subscribers. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't even matter at this point. And they're coming out with a new – they just announced a new expansion, um, and they're, like, dramatically – I was looking at the side-by-side shots. They're dramatically redoing the character models. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll actually have toes. Like, so there's these <laughs> weird flat feet. It won't look like a 2005 game anymore. So, it's it's World of Warcraft. It's not going anywhere right? anytime soon. It, when it stops making money, they'll stop making it. Well, what always cracks me up is when you have... Am I there? Yeah. Okay. Um, what always cracks me up is when, like, World of Warcraft and Nintendo, like, everybody expects them to, like, give in to what everybody else wants. And it's just like, that's not the case, dude. I mean, World of Warcraft is already free to play to 20. That's about as much as you're going to get, especially from especially from them. So it's like, why why keep pushing on it? You know, You'll be amazed what you can do to do in that game at level twenty, because it's not like you get to level twenty and it stops working. Like you get to level twenty and you're just you don't level anymore. But you can do arena, you can do like all types of battlegrounds, you do all types of shit. You know, so if you really just want to play World of Warcraft for free, just level twenty is your level cap. Yeah. You know, so there's a couple other things too, but that's about it. It just strikes me as funny how it's like everybody wants it to go free-to-play, like everybody else, just simply because they want it to go free-to-play. They just they just want to – it's because that's what everyone else is doing, but they don't realize that everyone else was doing that out of necessity. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings Online was doing that because they weren't getting numbers that they needed. Star Wars Old Republic was doing that because they weren't getting numbers they needed, and they benefited – from the free-to-play switch because they came up with a good, a decent model. Well, Star Wars kind of stumbled a little bit, but they're seeming to get it now. Um, Lord of the Rings, perfect example. They came up with a model that a lot of people copy now because it's just very modular. It's very easy for the consumer to use without feeling like you're being cheated out of shit. Right. You know, like they have level 20 is up to level 20 is free, but then you just buy the zones for level five, and you can go to the zones. You just can't do any of the quests, but. You can you just buy that, and I've actually put a, a, a fair amount of money in. You know, I don't know, maybe at most 
60 bucks over the time that I've put into Lord of the Rings online. And I feel it was well worth it because what I paid for is what I enjoyed. Mm. You know, so it, it was fine. I mean, it's I'm actually thinking about redownloading that because the new expansion looks fucking dope. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's it's just it, there's always going to be and and pay to pl- pay to play is not a failing model. I mean, Eve Online is the only MMO that's the only pay to play MMO right now that's growing. But they they're pay to play and it's yeah. currently steadily growing. World of Warcraft is successful. It doesn't matter if they've lost players. Yeah, there's it's still, like, how many million? Seven million? 7.6. Yeah. It's like, if they have, like, 500,000. I mean, that's globally, so it's probably, like, four million that are bots. <laughs> Chinese <laughs> gold farming bots. You know? Yeah, but, I know, right? But still, I mean, whatever. So. <laughs> All right. Well, going into, I guess, going into comic news... While Mar- Marvel is having having some serious success with their cinematic universe, DC seems to be dominating the television universe. After making some waves with um, their Arrow television series, and it seems that Flash is having some companions on the airwaves. THR, that's the Hollywood Reporter, is noting that the CW is busy busy developing a Hourman dramatic series for their network. Yeah, if you haven't heard of him, you wouldn't you won't be alone. DC originally cr- introduced this character back in the 40s. Rex Tyler was a brilliant yet troubled pharmaceutical analyst who just happened to experience visions of the events that occur 1 hour into the future. Lynn Pictures, Dan Lynn and Jennifer Gwartz will executive produce the series along with Michael Calio, uh, who will re- also write the script. According to the site, Tyler quote discovers that the visions have been have plagued him since childhood are actually glimpses of tragic events occurring one hour in the future. Determined to win back his ex-wife and son, he heroically prevents these tragedy, tragedies from unfolding, finding both purpose and redemption along the way. End quote. The character has gone through some revisions over the span of the 70 years, even from talents like Todd McFarlane to Grant Morrison plus being seen on Justice League Unlimited and Batman Brave and the Bold. While that seems cool to um, and all to bring some lesser-known characters into the small screen, why haven't we yet seen anything for bigger characters like, oh, I don't know, Wonder Woman? <laughs> I mean, they have done well with giving people Green Arrow and eventually a, a Flash series, but when do you think following that up with a lesser-known hero is a good idea? On that actual note, um, a friend of ours, or a friend of mine actually, and um, former contributor to this site, contacted me the other day and um, had something that he thought I was really interested in hearing. A friend of his is working in the costume department for Warner Brothers and is working on the Batman versus Superman. And Ooh. Yeah, and they did the costume for for Batman or um, Affleck Man, and uh, Affleck Man, <laughs> um, and said that they're currently working on a Wonder Woman costume. Mm. And there's rumors that have been around that Wonder Woman could have some type of cameo or you know appear in the series. So. If, I wouldn't be surprised. I kind of was like, that makes so much more sense 
to see it, you know. Um, well, I mean, the reason they don't do Wonder Woman, the reason why they make an Hour Man thing instead of a Wonder Woman thing, because it's safer. Less people have a vision of Hour Man in their head yeah. than Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman also is a special case where Wonder Woman is has a sexuality about her that it's very easy to make that look make her look like a slut. You know, so you have to kind of... And what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that okay. for fanboys. But if you want to make a legit film, you have to... <laughs> you can't Fuck just the have art! Her, Fuck the you can't, art! You can't I just have her walk... fantasy! Right? <laughs> if you want to make a legit film, you can't just have her wandering around the movie for two hours going, oops, I dropped my lasso! You know, <laughs> it has to be legit. And please, no invisible jet. She can fly. <laughs> I Let's know. stick with the flying. Yeah, but that'd be cool. I mean, a heavy rumor, obviously, but um, I, it makes sense because they're, they're building up to a Justice League. And, yeah. and if they made a Justice League movie without Wonder Woman, I wouldn't watch it. Oh, fuck. I literally wouldn't watch it. Like, I'd be like, nope. Next, yeah. please. Like, I, yeah. it's not happening. Um, to, to me, doing that is the same thing of, like, why I'm going to avoid Justice League War because they swapped out Aquaman for Shazam. It, it's yeah, like, I think the swap out's weird, but honestly, and I don't have anything against Aquaman, if, if they were going to take out any character, that would be the one that would make the most sense. Yeah, but... Honestly. But yeah, they shouldn't do it, but I'm yeah. just saying if they picked, if they had to... You know, then Aquaman would make the most sense because he gets so much negative flack for no fucking reason. Aquaman's a badass, dude. I know, you know, and it's just like, what are you thinking, dude? But whatever. What you got, homie? Hashtag YOLO. So, um, <laughs> mine, it's not really comic news, but <laughs> I thought it was cool. And it I like how you, I like how you go, you you just go up front with it. I mean, you know, I, I keep it real. I keep it real with the audience. Um. In an effort to become more consumer-friendly and try to shut off its boring coils, Microsoft has created a marketing tool that is rather interesting. While we've seen things like this before, we haven't seen it much from the likes of Microsoft. Inori, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Inori Aizawa? It's A-I-Z-A-W-A, so, you know, have fun. See, why did you pick that name? See, you picked this one that had a bad name on hey, it. Hey, man, because it's that dope. I'm just going to call her Inori from now on. Um, is the new mascot of Internet Explorer, and she's actually pretty cool. Getting ready for its impending launch of Internet Explorer 11 for Windows 7. Uh, keep in mind, Internet Explorer 11 is out for 8. That's the one That's the one you get with 8, but they're going to release it for uh, Windows 7. And it's the fastest version of Internet Explorer I've ever used in my life. Um, Microsoft revealed Inori, an anime character that now represents the company's web browser. Design studio Collateral Damage Studios posted a blog that explains her origins and backstory a bit. Collateral says they were inspired by artist Danny Chu, who has posted his artistic renditions of other web browsers like Firefox and Chrome, which are little cute anime girls. Not overly sexualized anime girls, just like that cute anime. You know? <laughs> yeah, that kind. You know, peace sign over the eye and shit. You right. know? Um where was I? Oh, Microsoft isn't just putting up a slick-looking character just to do it, either. Inori represents a few things for IE and even calls the browsers calls to the browser's ugly duckling roots. Um, Internet Explorer has never been known to be the fashionable web browser to use, and Microsoft not only knows this, but is using it to their advantage. Inori represents a rebirth for the browser itself. 
No character is complete without some personal information, like being born on August 16th, 1995, which makes her 18 years old. Her favorite food is <laughs> her favorite food is mint flavored ice cream. Make sure she's 18. <laughs> wink, wink. Her favorite food is mint flavored ice cream. She dislikes bullies, and her hobbies include surfing the internet, reading, and karaoke. They even go as far as her blood type, which is A plus. Fucking Japanese shit. Like seriously, she is the cousin, and this is even funnier. She is the cousin of Azawa Akari which is the anime representation of Microsoft Silverlight, which most Americans, and I'm pretty sure European market, probably don't know much about. But in Japan, in Japan, it's very fashionable to have an anime, like an anime girl be your mascot for something. Like, you see it a lot. You know, so they've been doing this in Japan a lot, a lot but they don't do it, they haven't been doing it here. But as anime becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, it makes more sense. Um my hat's off to Microsoft for this new marketing theme, and I hope it works for them. As much of as much bad press the company has gotten over the years for its web browser not keeping up with other offerings, and valid bad press most of the time, it will be nice to see it be more of a competitor. I've spent some time with IE11, um, and have to say I'm impressed with its speed. Although a proper ad blocking tool, Microsoft like the ad block extension slash add-on for other browsers would be nice. That's literally the only thing that holds it back for me. I would use IE 11 exclusively if it had an ad block. It's that fast. Yeah. Like, but no ad blocking tool, I can't do it. Like, it's just, it's, I've gotten so used to ad blocking that, I just can't. Like I sit, I go to IE and I it's, it's not that bad because I don't go to weird websites, but you get the occasional pop up and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Why is this? What's going on? Right. <laughs> you know, or like sites like um, IGN. If you don't have ad blocking on, it's like oh, a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? So if they get that, done, but they probably won't because then that blocks ads that might be paying them revenue. Right. You know, so what are you going to do? But if you go to the website, search for, um, just search Inori, I-N-O-R-E, or Internet Explorer, and there's actually an anime video that was at the Anime Festival Asia. Um, and it's a f- full video of her fighting robots and shit, and then a cool thing at the end. And it's very, very Sailor Moon-esque in <laughs> one one moment. Um, but it uh, it was cool. Like it was really well done. Like I just like it because they're do they're not just doing the um, introducing Internet Explorer 11. Right. You know, like that weird 80s 90s marketing that no one cares about anymore. Like they're they're catching people's attention. So that's good. All right, moving on into tech news. Things seem to be getting stranger in regards to Verizon and Google's Nexus 7. The device was slated to come to Verizon about three months ago, but it seems Verizon has chosen not to activate it yet. After talking with Android police, we seem to have Verizon's side of the issue. The wireless provider is blaming Google and Asus, the device manufacturer, for the delay in getting the tablet certified. They claim that they discovered a system issue during the certification process and was asked to hold off certifying the tablet until the Android 4.4 update could arrive. Uh, Quote, during the certification certification process of the Nexus 7, 
Google, Aces, and Verizon uncovered a system issue that required Google and Aces to undertake additional work on the Jelly Bean OS running um, on the device, Verizon said in the statement. Since Google is about to launch its new KitKat OS, rather than undertake this work, Google and Aces asked Verizon to suspend its certification process until Google's new OS was available on the Nexus 7. The reach, um, the Verge, <laughs> the Verge reached out for comment on, from Google and Aces, and none um, and none has come at, um, at press time. The site claims that some Verizon customers have not reported any issues with the Nexus 7 working on Verizon's LTE network, but simply swapping in an existing SM, um, SIM card. The site is claiming that Verizon could be doing this for business reasons, as they announced their own 7-inch tablet, the Elifus 7. They claim the device Devices costs more, but is weaker in the specs department. While I wouldn't put it past Verizon to delay something just so they could get a head start, but if people looked at the specs between both, they would simply walk over to the iPad if a Verizon tablet isn't worth the coin and the wait is too long. May not be the best strategy all the way around. I mean, you know, you have people that are against Apple or, you know, what have you, but if... You know, there is a serious issue with the Nexus 7 on Verizon's network. People may just go, well, and everybody knows how long it takes Google to actually release updates on anybody's device. You know, people just, yeah, fuck it. I'll just go ahead and get get an iPad. Yeah. You know. Oh, um, not to step on your story. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no, I didn't realize this. Um the Internet Explorer 11 for Windows 7 released um, today. The so 10th. It's out in, yeah, it's out now. It was either the 10th or yesterday. Um, so it's it's out now. So if you have Windows 7 and you want to download it, you have to download it for some reason. I don't know why it's not integrated into Windows Update yet. But, hmm. yeah, just search. Go to Google or Bing or fucking DuckDuckGo or whatever the hell you want to use <laughs> and put in a IE 11 Windows 7 and you'll you'll find it. Just make sure you download it from a Microsoft site. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't download it from fucking um Softpedia or some weird shit. Just you know. <laughs> I got it off Pirate Bay. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, how do you go get it off Pirate Bay? Like what what? First of all, I know this is gonna make me sound kinda of bad, but why would you get free shit off of Pirate Bay? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Pirate Bay makes things free. It doesn't provide free things. Right. Pay attention. So, I think I'll install that later, though. So, <laughs> moving on. Um, first off is the most... Oh, I cut off the first paragraph. I didn't even notice that. Nah. So, we'll wing it. So, um, PS4 is coming out uh, Thursday, which I'm sure everyone who cares knows. Um, and the Vita is supposed to have a lot better connectivity to the PS4 than it did to the PS3. Being that the connectivity of the PS3 was mostly superficial and just kind of demonstrating that it can happen, really. There wasn't too much cool shit going on. Um, so there's a new version of the firmware for the PlayStation Vita, which has come out. 3.0 update. And you know when they change the first number, it's a big deal. Um, and this this update is really geared around. This is a few things in there that fix some Vita stuff, but the, it's mostly just PS4 connectivity as well as PS3. So first off is the most obvious addition in the form of PS4 Link. 
this application allows your you access to all the connected features that the Vita will have with with its big brother. You'll be able to control the PS4, play a selection of PS4 titles on the Vita screen, and utilize the second screen feature on supported games all through the PS4 link application. The PS3 hasn't been forgotten, though, with the PS3 remote play application getting a facelift, both aesthetically and functionality-wise. Um, you'll know... Oh, you'll know. You'll now be able to connect the Vita to the PS3 over Wi-Fi and transfer data between the two systems, which is nice. Um, other updates and tweaks are on the list as well, like the photo app, Photos app getting a panoramic camera setting with, with that utilizes the handheld's built-in motion sensors. Um, so kind of like what we all have on our phones now, right. where you turn the phone like and line it up and all that bullshit. Um, the Friends app has been reworked to be more streamlined as well um, as other applications. Messi- messages is getting a new layout and will be able to chat with friends on the PS4 and on mobile devices running the PlayStation application. Essentially, the update's goal is to prepare the Vita for the PS4, and that's good. That's a good thing. Hopefully, all things will work well from the jump, and we won't we won't get any bugs or glitches in the beginning that need to be worked out. Although that will happen, so <laughs> it's going to be buggy, probably. Yeah, as usual. You know, but still, it's it's cool. I mean, the the whole Vita connection to the PS4, they could really, they could really make the both those consoles benefit sales wise if they do it right. But if they make it like lame, like remember the the PSP? Oh, I can connect to the. PS3, yeah, it can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't really do anything, you yeah. know. So hopefully, hopefully, the big thing is that second screen thing. Like if they can really get a lot of big titles, they don't have to do every game, but most, if not all, of the AAA titles to, oh, yeah. to be able to be played on the Vita. Pff, done, dude. It'd be oh, so absolutely. dope. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, as we do each and every week, we find a company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery, and they become the Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. Now, since uh, Adam found this particularly douchey of douchebags, I-, I think you should take this one. I think I will. Um, an electrician best known for mailing homophobic flyers to thousands of Houston voters attacking the city's lesbian mayor narrowly won an election to the Houston Community College Board of Trustees. It's not really the biggest election in the world, but, you know, (laughs) after he misled voters into believing that he is African-American. Dave Wilson defeated longtime incumbent Bruce Austin, who actually is black, in an overwhelmingly African-American district. Now, before I get into this, the fact that this guy's black, this guy isn't black, isn't the issue here. Right. The issue is that you were posing to be black when he when the de- your demographic is predominantly African American. Um, so you're <laughs> in in that area. It's it's mostly African American, which I think it goes into. But um, and it even says here, and I didn't even realize it said it. That's called blackface, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Yeah, if I remember correctly, and not only that, it deserves a good flogging. For doing so, let's continue with the article. Uh, Wilson's campaign flyers were filled with black faces that he admitted to simply pulling off of websites, along with captions that says, "Please vote for our friend and neighbor Dave Wilson." Um, another flyer announces that he has 
he was endorsed by Ron Wilson, which is a name, which is the name of an African American former state representative. Only by reading the fine print will voters discover that the quote Ron Wilson was actually endorsed. Who actually endorsed Dave is his cousin. The cousin lives in Iowa. In an interview with a local TV station, the anti-gay activist turned higher education policymaker did not deny that he intended to mislead the electorate. Um, instead, justifies, justifying his actions by claiming that, quote, every time a politician talks, he's out there deceiving voters. Now, I kind of agree, but right. you're not supposed to be – that's your fucking – that's what you stand on. You know, yeah. It's worth noting that Wilson was – likely able to get within striking range of a 24-year incumbent member of the board due to a wave of scandals involving insider dealing by board members. Uh, nevertheless, he defeated the incumbent incumbent Austin by just 26 votes, so it is likely that Wilson's deceptive campaign tactics helped push him over the edge to victory. The Houston Community College Board of Trustees governs the college and has the power to approve the school's educational program previously wilson unsuccessfully tried to scuttle the campaign of victorious houston mayoral 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 okay mayoral candidate mayoral uh, yeah I, i'm not too into politics <laughs> something like what that was just mayor candidate for mayor bitch um <laughs> annis annis parker by mailing a flyer to thirty-five thousand voters featuring a picture of parker standing by her same-sex partner and the caption, is this the image Houston wants to portray? Um, and I'm looking at the flyer, and it's typical bigot bullshit. Um, that's the end of the article. By the way, this article comes from uh, thinkprogress.org. Um, just general douchebag. Not only – first of all, he's an anti-gay activist. Right then, I don't give a fuck about him. Right. Like plain and sad. Whether you, whether you feel you know being gay or whatever is icky or, or dirty or whatever – it's about human rights. That's all it's about. You know, we'll just leave it at that. Um, but then just to deceive, because it doesn't really say it, but his um, most of his voters were going to be African American. It's just where right. he was in his location, and and to blatantly deceive people into thinking not only to make them think you're black to get votes, but then to assume that they're only going to vote for you because you're black. It's like double insulting. Yeah. You know. So. He should be just sent away somewhere. Go away. Yeah, that's just like I, I remember when Adam sent me the the link to this. I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" I was yeah, like, "Yeah, like, that's just no." This is a super douchebag. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the douchebag of a douche douchebaggery level. Uh, all right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you all to check out our website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Uh, also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including the Lazy Ring of Death and our brand new monthly podcast, Geek in a Life. Uh, if you have any questions for us on the podcast, just email us at podcast at thelazygeeks.com be sure to let us know which podcast you're also referring to before you spew your hatred venom at us uh, like us on Facebook or add us to your, your circle on Google Plus that's plus.google.com slash plus the lazy geeks one word follow us at Twitter at the lazy geeks or you can follow me at TLG Stephen Vargas or Adam at TLG Adam O'Reilly we're also on Instagram 
Shinzon30. A Lazy Geek Steam is provided by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Mm-hmm.